I just get back from Tim Hortons and a walk. It's become somewhat of a ritual slash routine slash habit. You're up between four and seven, and then you go jet over to uh, the good old Tim Hortons, and the coffee's garbage. It's <laughs> straight up. Coffee's garbage, but you are satisfying a caffeine fix that's needed. So I get in there, I'm in line. It wasn't even in line. The dude ahead of me had already ordered and was waiting to the side. So I'm standing there waiting for one of the workers to come back. And I order my coffee. And as I'm waiting, I hear... Yo, you know that tall Mexican dude who sells drugs? <laughs> and I'm like, this is... There's certain environments <clears throat> in which you will hear certain dialogue. Tim Hortons, McDonald's, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Let's use fast food only. Tim Hortons, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, definitely Wendy's. Maybe Harvey's some shawarma spots <laughs> that's exactly the kind of thing you would hear at, well, at that point it was like six something in the morning that's the kind of dialogue you would hear versus other environments you would not hear that in Starbucks in Starbucks you'd hear about some like overly hipster or yuppie type shit like yeah I just you know renovated my floor with like marble or Yo, I got this new bike, or I got this new hover um, scooter, or yo, you know the new iPhone XS. You don't hear any of that in Tim Hortons or McDonald's. The exact opposite. I also remember one time I was in there late night. This exact same Tim Hortons, and <laughs> someone brought there. Like I'm sitting there. And two people, like one dude sitting there, and then this girl shows up, and he's he opens with "It's nice to finally meet you." As I listen to the conversation, eavesdropping, I guess like a creep. <laughs> I eavesdrop, man. That's what I do. I eavesdrop. What do I hear? It comes. It comes to my attention that this is a first date of sorts. And the only way I could see a first date happening at that time of night, when you think about it, it wasn't really a first date at all. It was a jump-off scenario. Probably started from Tinder. What's the closest place we can meet and talk for a few minutes before we go jump off? Tim Hortons. Whatever Tim Hortons is nearby and open at past midnight. Or close to me. Yeah, I was close to midnight. I was there because I had to do some right before 12 online and I didn't have internet at my house at that point and I'm thinking wow people are <laughs> still I mean it ain't a date right it's not a real date it's just the preamble or the prequel or the the precursor to the jump off situation that's going to take place after two mornings assuming that it all went well I don't know because I left before they did Damn! I told this to somebody like who this is who goes <laughs> who goes on a first date to Tim Hortons. I'm like, and I'm thinking that's funny, but at the same time, 
why is Tim Hortons this place that's seen as like the ghettoest place? I guess for examples like what I just started off this rant with, with you know, the dialogue that <laughs> happens amongst coworkers. <clears throat> I mean, it's happening, right? It's a shitty environment. There's no plugs. Tim Hortons is set up, and McDonald's to a lesser extent. But Tim Hortons is definitely set up so you don't idle there too long, even though it's a classic idling spot, loitering spot. So people go there and hang out for hours, but you can't sit there necessarily and do work. You ain't plugging your laptop into the, the wall. There's no plugs. McDonald's has a very controlled number of plugs. All right. It has a very controlled. There might be three scattered throughout the place. And not in the best areas either. So it becomes like awkward to sit there for a long time. This is by design. They don't want you idling there too long. They want you in and out of there with your McDonald's. Now you can, well, you can sit there and eat and talk. But they don't want you to, to start using it as a second office. Starbucks, on the other hand, and Second Cup, and other, you know, happy go like other hipster type environments or young professional type environments, want you there because they want you to keep buying, you know, the, the avocado on toast or another five dollar coffee or another whatever it is. They want you there that long. It's a classic marketing. I'm not saying none that people don't know who live in the age of consumerism. They want you to spend. Right? That's why the concept of certain malls baffles me because I'm like, there's nothing in here that people would buy. I always talk about this mall that I live close to, Billings Bridge. And how there's virtually no store in there. There's a Walmart. There's a subsidiary of Loblaws Independent. I'm trying to think. There's a shoe place. There's there's okay. So there's Soft Mock that gets hit up, but not to the extent you would think. There's this like kind of like it's not hipsterish, but it's this Montreal place, Alon Coco, which is a restaurant in the mall open at 6 6 to 4 a.m. and then you can drink in there too there's a bar and then there's like Blue Notes which opened up recently like in the past year year and a half gets hit up to an extent there's um every single phone provider has a place in there so I guess as I'm naming these places but then there's also like four jewelers and then like you know <laughs> I mean like there's three or four jewelers and then there's like two or three cell phone places places that sell cases there's a few of those there's there's bullshit places in this mall and then there's a food court at the top and then the mall is connected to a transitway station so really people are there to kill time in between having to go somewhere else yet this mall gets clowned like it's the shittiest mall of all time because there are other malls and if you're a local to the city you don't even need to be a local to the city think of a shitty mall in your like kind of area like it ain't the main mall downtown 
but it's a shitty mall in the area, right? So there's so for the Ottawa people, Lincoln Fields, Westgate, Carlinwood. These are examples of. Oh, what's the other one? Blair, the one by Blair Gloucester Center, the old Elmville, Herringate. These are very local examples of shitty malls that either they still exist and are suffering, or they're turning into um, they turn into what they call what do they call those pedestrian malls. The inside one, right? The one where it's like an outlet mall, where it's just like you walk along and there's the big stores, like a train yards or South Keys or whatever. I guess Tangiers, which I've never been to. But I guess the whole point of that is consumerism. There's places they want you to stay. <laughs> there's places that they want you to get out. The shitty mall that I was originally talking about, Billings Bridge. For all of the lack of places to actually buy shit that matters, although I named quite a few, they want you in there. The foot traffic itself is enough to hopefully inspire some kind of spending. But when the spending is mostly groceries, and, and then it comes down to the rent of the, the locations, right? Like many places have come. This is the thing. I named a bunch of places. In the past two, three years, multiple places have come and gone closed down a couple African boot African stores well African clothing stores have opened up and closed and I'm thinking that might fly in Toronto or Montreal in Ottawa your best bet is just to use Instagram and sell your clothes like why you you don't need to blow the money on the rent keep the overhead low and you know keep that overhead low and then just Go 2019 with it. There's little need for physical retail spots. And if, you know, that aren't, you know, restaurants or fast food or whatever. But as much as I say get 2019 with it, all of these retail spots still exist across cities. What happens up to the day when the day comes when, like, you know, I mean, what would they even do? If they killed 50% of the retail establishments, what would happen? Many things come and go. Many things replace them and then go. But what would happen if there was a drastic 50% or 40 to 60% reduction in actual retail establishments? You know, it's hard to imagine what all that space would be used for. Condos? <laughs> Build more condos? Those people got to buy shit too. Well, there's Amazon, right? There's Amazon 